In Elkhorn on Thursday night, we had a discussion, uh, and it was funny, it kind of dovetailed into what I had been intending to talk about, but someone asked about uh, monkey mind, or what did he call it, monkey? Junk. Monkey junk. <laughs> <laughs> he asked about, was it, would there ever be any, would he ever be able to deal with his monkey junk? Or was it always, always gonna be just uh, all over the place? And um, it, it became kind of an interesting discussion, but uh, the, the thing that, that I, I, I always am left with is we have to remember our monkey junk, our monkey mind, is our nature. It's, it's the nature of the human mind. And what, what our monkey mind, and those are all the distracting thoughts that we have, uh, that are going on all the time. And it's when we sit and develop a meditation practice that we start to see that. We start to just, and that's what we're doing, is being aware of the nature of this human mind. That what it does is think, which is a wonderful thing. But what it usually does is kind of control us instead of us being involved in the process. And what it does when we watch it in our practice too, we can see that that monkey mind is a great, that's our mind, it's a wonderful thing. As hum, it's a very precious gift as human beings to have that mind, to have our consciousness. That's why we always talk about this is a precious human life. But what those distracting thoughts do to us is keep us from being present in the moment. So they keep us from being right now in our bodies, right here in this, this spot. So if your monkey mind was, uh, seemed very hard to tame or even work with, if you just, you know, it's every shopping list, every to-do list, every unfinished piece of business, every old relationship, I should have said this, I should have done that. You know, monkey mind is everything. It's our anxieties, our worries, uh, just old issues that come up all the time. So I think that it's, it's important to remember that what that does when monkey mind is the boss of us, it keeps us from being present in this present moment. So we just, we're not aware, you know, you, you can see this beautiful Buddha statue from where you're sitting, if you come in and your mind is so distracted that you don't like notice that and notice the lighting on it and uh, maybe even feel calmer just in the presence of this beautiful statue or the stained glass windows. You know, if you come in and your day is so full of all those other thoughts, then what they're doing is keeping you from being able to see what's right in front of you. And that can be the, the atmosphere you're in, a, a peaceful atmosphere that could allow you to just breathe and settle down. It can keep you from being with the people that you're with at that moment. You're so distracted that you're, you're not seeing them for who they are, how precious they may be to you, or maybe how toxic they are to you. So we're being distracted from the present moment by those things. And that's why we value working with that monkey mind and those thoughts. Because our intention is to be more present with every moment. 
because that's all we have. That's all our life really is. All those distracting thoughts are somewhere else. So the more we can be present, the more we can relish and appreciate everything on our plate right in front of us. And it may be uh, bad stuff on our plate. It may be something difficult we're going through. But if we can be there and be present with it, we can deal with it in a better, more productive, more uh, peaceful way. So those monkey mind thoughts sometimes are what distract us from a job in front of us, or a task, or an unpleasant situation. So the more distracted we become, the more often we have to go back and revisit that unpleasant task because we don't, we're not able to stay with it you know, and work through it. We, we allow our distractions to, uh, to keep it at bay. So that being said, I, I think, I think the, the goal is to be present in the moment and recognize that this is the only moment we have. So what are some ways to work with monkey mind? Because what we're trying to do is work with it. Um, someone said they thought the object of meditation, this is in the Thursday group, was to, um, I think it's some, it was something like control the mind or completely, was it controlling the mind? Calming, completely, you know, empty, emptying the mind. Well, that's not going to happen in this practice. <laughs> emptying the mind, it sounds wonderful. And when we want to work with our monkey mind, we like that image of spaciousness is absolutely what we're, we're wanting. We want some space around those thoughts. But emptying our mind is probably a task that we're, <laughs> that's, way, that's way beyond our capacity. And uh, so what we're trying to do is to learn how to work with those thoughts. We're trying to work, understand our mind so we can just kind of go with it. When we have uh, lots of distracting thoughts, we have some techniques to work with those. When we, when we have that calm, spacious period, we can appreciate that and see, okay, what am I doing now that might be something that, that would, if, I'm, if I'm having a spacious, open-hearted, open-minded day, what about my day could I maybe do again another day and have the same feeling? So uh, we, can, we can appreciate those moments of feeling that uh, clear, open mind, but usually our mind is going to, we're going to be working with lots of stuff bubbling up. There are a couple of things we can do. They're usually in the basis of questions we can ask ourselves. So when you're sitting quietly, uh, and it may be when you're taking a walk or when you're, you have a few minutes and you're not thinking of it as a formal on the cushion meditation practice, but you might realize you have a little bit of space around you. You're not interacting. You're uh, taking a walk is a perfect example. And those thoughts start, start coming up and start, you know, suddenly you're not out in nature looking around, you're, you're busy, you're all up in your head. So you're not really enjoying what you set out to do. You can start really asking yourself some questions. And there are a couple of good questions that, that I, I read lately that I think really tie into our practice. And one of those questions is, 
What am I clinging to? And boy, clinging to things can be old thought patterns, old stuff that we've held on to for years and years, or something that we thought that we had taken care of, and suddenly when things get quiet, here comes that, here comes that old negative thought. <clears throat> that might be fear, worry, anxiety too. What am I clinging to? And then we just sit with it. We have to remember we're not fixing stuff here, we're just looking at stuff. Another question we can ask is, what am I trying to push away? What am I pushing away? What do I have aversion to? Because a lot of times those things that we don't want and we try to push away, they're bound to come back. And they may come back more and more because we keep pushing them away. Because we're not allowing ourselves to sit with them and see what, see what they're about. And those are, those are part of the three. The third one, ignorance, is what is it I'm trying not to see? What is it I don't want to know? So sometimes we see things coming up and up because we, we don't want to see them clearly. We don't want to see them as they really are. So those are our three, the three poisons that we talk about in Buddhism. They're the three things that keep us stuck on this wheel of samsara. And that's aversion to things, it's desire for things, or clinging to things, and it's ignorance. So we can ask ourselves those questions. What am I clinging to? What am I pushing away? And what am I not wanting to see? Sometimes there are things that we, we, we're, in, we're in denial about things or we don't, want to, we don't want to see things as clearly. We've got that little niggling sensation that maybe we're burying our head in the sands. Maybe, we're, maybe there's something that we're just, we just don't want to deal with it right now. We don't want to look at it. So what you can do when those thoughts come up and uh, the, repetitive, the thoughts that come up repeatedly over and over again are the ones that we can start asking those questions about. Um, they can be basic questions, like a, another good question to ask is, where is this coming from in my body? And really, really sense where physically you start to feel some of those old feelings. And you can pinpoint this is where this is where anxiety is for me, or this or my you know my chest feels like someone's sitting on it. That's an old feeling. I know that feeling, or my gut's clenching up, or my I can't breathe. So we need to sit with those, and what happens is then then we can let some of that stuff arise, and if we can really be with it and look at it, then it's going to be it's going to be able to be released. Um, I just read something, it, I think this was very encouraging, but I read uh, Tara Brock is one of my favorite teachers and uh, she's just a wonderful speaker and a wonderful writer. But she said, she, she wrote the book Radical Acceptance and, she, and that book was written maybe eight years ago and it's, it's I'm sure it's made her a great deal of money and it's a great teaching and it, it, everything in it I think is wonderful. But she said even after writing that book, she still experiences those same thoughts arising, her same uh, doubts about herself, self-acceptance, guilt, all, these, all those same feelings that she wrote that book about 
And that book is about accepting us, accepting ourselves where we are, right now, right at this moment, accepting who we are, as messed up as we are, as full of anxiety and neuroses and guilt and angst, accept ourselves right now because that's the only way we can actually work with ourselves is to accept ourselves where we are at this moment. She said even now, like eight or nine years later, she still has those same uh, habitual thought patterns coming up. Not good enough, uh, guilt she carries around. But she said that's, that uh, she takes heart that those are still things that she's, she's working with those, that we shouldn't become disheartened when we feel like. That was the other question in our discussion Thursday. People were saying, I still have monkey minds, so I don't know if this is working for me. Well, you, it's, it's, you're always going to have monkey minds, so you, you don't let monkey mind and distracting thoughts and disturbing thoughts arise. <coughs> don't let that shake your confidence. Don't let that shake your confidence in your practice, your faith in yourself for being able to do this practice. Because we always have to keep looking at our stuff because some of it goes way back, maybe before this lifetime, but it certainly can be something that's taken us a lifetime to uh, build up. So it's going to take a long time for us to be able to look at it and release it. There was one teacher, and I'll stop talking, there was one teacher uh, when I was in Sri Lanka at the Nilambe Retreat Center, who's just an incredible teacher. And uh, he always, he taught us about the, the power of loving-kindness practice. But he said, a lot of times when those same dark thoughts come up in your practice, and those are those repetitive things that, oh, you know, I thought I took care of that five years ago, and here it is again. Well, when we see those dark thoughts, those dark images, those, those thoughts that keep coming up and coming up, he said, you know, we're not supposed to stop and start thinking about them or fixing them. But he said, sometimes we need to acknowledge that dark thought and tell that dark thought, come and sit by me. I see you. I know you're there. And I, and I respect you. I love you. I trust you. But come and sit by me because right now I'm not going to, right now I'm not going to go there but just sit by me and be, be, be next to me. And really put your hand around, your arm around that dark, troublesome, that old uh, negative thought and acknowledge it. And he said, just like a little child or our pets, that acknowledgement may be all that's needed and the healing can start at that point. And it may be once you've acknowledged, okay, here it comes again, I'm feeling that same old thing. You acknowledge it, you embrace it, and then go on with your practice. And it'll always be there if you want to go and dig deeper into it. It'll be there after you've finished sitting. It'll be there, you know, as long as you want it to be there. But you can, but that acknowledgement of it is the first, it's the first movement towards healing it and releasing it. So um, that's what I wanted to share, I think. I think we need to be gentle with ourselves and don't think that we have to, uh, that we have to see 
a kind of progress in our meditation practice that we start with monkey mind here, but when we get to here, we're going to have no, no monkey mind, no thoughts, no distracting thoughts. It, that's not the way it progresses. And it's more progression, you know, it's crazy, it's all over the place. So you may have 10 years of solid daily practice behind you and have crazy, distracting thoughts, depending on the day, what you're going through, you know, depending on so many things. So allow yourself. That means there's something that you might need to look at. That means you may need to sit more and let those, be aware of those thoughts. It may mean you need to go out and take a walk and just look at everything and get back in touch with being in the present moment. Because that's what those thoughts are doing. They're just pulling us away from right now. They're pulling us away from our lives. They may be wonderful, crazy, happy thoughts, but right now they may not be what we're wanting to focus on. So, Does anybody else have a comment they'd like to make about their monkey junk? <laughs> Yeah, it it's it takes a lot of time, and it's our nature. So we're really do you know what we are doing in looking at those distracting thoughts and sitting quietly and looking at it. Most people never do that their entire lives. They're very content to not do that. And they're active and busy and productive and ambitious and, you know, wonderful things. But their choice is not to look at that. So the, the fact that you've made that choice to look at the way your mind is, uh, we just have to look at it and see it. It's a, that's a big step forward. So, yeah, be relieved. <coughs>